I'm recording too, but you guys can't hear me. I'm eating. <laughs> I like that one. Do you like Disney? Do you like movies? Do you like friends who watch these movies? Disney Channel, Tipsy Battle, Disney Channel. everybody. Welcome to the Disney Channel Tipsy Panel, the podcast where we watch and review all the DCOMs from A to Xenon. My name is Brandon Lamuto. I am your host, and I have so many friends here with me. Uh, we have our sound engineer, Mr. Ryan Matz. Yes, we do. We have our mixologist, James Terry. Poopy. That's everyone remember Dill Pickles? Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Wrong Very network, nice. James. Oh, sorry. It's it's okay. There are people that I think people also know what that is. I think there are people that watched both. Maybe, like who? Just maybe. I don't know. Someone will tell us. And we have our art director, Brennan Banta. That's me. <laughs> hey Bitches. guys, quick question. Quick question before anybody before we get into anything or anyone or anyhow. Uh, what do you guys think an ocean pup sounds like? Uh, if it made a, a sea lion. <laughs> What do sea lions sound like? Oh, that's what you meant. Yeah, you know, an ocean pup. Maybe they sound like Pingu. I think an ocean pup sounds like a really inbred uh, toy poodle or something, or a French bulldog. Just one of those ones that is just born to die. A dog that has developed a sickly blue color to its skin. That's what a, that's an ocean pup sounds like. Born to suffer no. with like a permanent deviated septum. Yup. <laughs> Just a manatee with a with a pug nose. <laughs> you got it. Yup. That's exactly <laughs> what I was imagining. I'm glad that they don't have any sick dogs in this. Only ocean pups, which I guess are sea monkeys, because the movie we did was the other me. The other me is a 2000 decom starring Andrew Lawrence of Lawrence Brothers fame. Uh, he's the only Lawrence brother in this movie. Uh, he clones himself with sea monkeys. I think they're called ocean pups, but I think I think that's what sea monkeys were. Um, and uh, basically, he's a kind of a he, he he just he doesn't really do much of anything. He's a kid that doesn't do well in school and doesn't really get along with a lot of people. And then he clones himself, and the clone is just better than him at everything. Uh, you know, cue conflict. But before we get into the movie. We are called the Tipsy Panel for a reason. Why is that? Somebody. What? Oh, I was going to ask somebody else. Ryan, why don't you tell me? Why are we called the Tipsy Panel? Uh, because we think about alcohol too much. That's why. We, we definitely think about it, but we do more than just think about it, my good man. We also drink look, it. Look, look. Yep, that's the sound. I usually have a can to crack, but I forgot to prepare one because I have a, a cocktail with me this time. Oh, um, what are you drinking? What am I drinking, you ask? I'll tell you. I am drinking last episode's drink. Uh, our, in episode 44, uh, James gave us the recipe for the Red Hot Chili Shandy, and I prepared it for this episode. And let me tell you, it is very tasty. It's an interesting mix of sweet and spicy, almost like a horchata, but sweeter. Um, I am a fan. It tastes very good. I like it. So James, yeah. good job. Thank you. Do you want to hear what I got for this time? I'm a fan, too. Yes, I would love to. It's a new week. It's a new drink. James made us a drink based on the other me. Tell us about it. Uh, so the drink I've dubbed the other me in Hatton, which is a Boulevardier. <laughs> cool. Um, and a Boulevardier is basically a Manhattan, but instead of rye, it's uh, bourbon. So it's one part bourbon, uh, equal part sweet vermouth. Um, a little bit of Campari, actually, in a Boulevardier as well. And then if you have an orange peel, throw that on there. And if you really want to get crazy, you squeeze a little bit more orange juice in it. And I know it's a weird ingredient, and you probably will only use it in this, but walnut bitters. Mm. If you throw it in there, I'm telling you, you're going to be off to the races. I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah. They're, they're mostly just like, they just kind of smell like a little nutty you can't really taste it but it's a it's a nice little undertone it's good mm. stuff very nice normally i would be Sorry. drinking that right now but we're at a time in the world where everybody is home away from the world uh so 
I'll have that prepared for next time, and I'll tell you all how it is. But, listeners at home, feel free to make this drink on your own because we'll have it posted on the Instagram. Uh, you can find our Insta at Disney Channel Tipsy Panel. You can see the recipe for our for the other me and Hatton, and uh, you could drink it, and you could get in touch with us, and you could tell us how much you like it by emailing us at Disney Channel Tipsy Panel at gmail.com. All right. You, you could do all that. Yeah, one, yeah. One could. Mm-hmm. Hypothetically. And, and folks do. Folks do. Indeed they have. Mm-hmm. And we love it when <laughs> and they And we do. love it so much. Yeah. Listener, this uh, the- means you. Thank you for contacting the Disney Channel Tipsy Panel. Yeah, anything for you. human contact right now, it's great. Big keys, little keys. Hug, hug, keys, keys. All right, where do we want to start for this one? There's a lot of directions we could go. Who wants to kick it off? Well, do we uh, want to get into uh, our new thing we're going to try out? Yes. Oh, yeah, Brendan, tell us all, tell, uh, tell everybody about the new thing. Okay, everybody, the new thing is, you know, some of these movies, they get a little thin on the plot, but uh, we decided to dive in into a pool of mystery and come up with our own synopsis of the movie prior to watching it, and then we determine who's the closest. That's just a Very new thing nice. I added in at yes. the end there. Yes, and okay. this segment has a name, and what is that name, Brennan? The name is Tipsy Treatment, because in Hollywood speak, a treatment is a little summary of the movie that people uh, pitch to big-time producer types to try to get it funded. So welcome perfect. to tipsy treatments. Yeah. All right. All right that, was a little, that was a little rough, but so whatever. We're, we're, we're starting something. New. Who was the closest? Let's start with that. Who was the closest? I think Brandon was the closest. Well, yeah, but I, I, I can't really count because I had seen this one when I was younger. So I, you know, I knew the, the general plot of the movie and I tried to just guess some, I tried to throw out some like, highly specific things that I thought would happen in a movie with two of the main character. Um, and those things were as follows, you know, I figured, I figured at some point one of them would be, they would be riding a tandem bicycle during a montage that never <laughs> happened. Um, I was right when I said that they're in the, you know, that they're in the same room at one point and then the mom turns away to do a thing. And then when she turns back, they switch places, but they're not wearing the same clothes. And she noticed that one was kind of obvious. Um, I, I was right that the clone goes to school and aces a test because clones know everything. And I also was right that the antagonist was thrown into a vat of goop. Hmm. Oh, I was happy to so, see it. Yeah. You, you, but, but this is, you know, th- these were, these are lowest common denominator things. It's much more interesting to hear what you guys thought the other me would be about just from the title, the year and the star. I thought it was going to be a separated at birth twins movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was mm-hmm. that early 2000s. And I, I could see some of the tropes in my head where it was like, oh, they get like one becomes popular or, or one doesn't. Uh, spoiler alert, like the prestige where like they're living a double life, but trying to be the same person. Uh, but I did not foresee that it would be clone based, which is way crazier. And I, I enjoyed yeah. the hijinks that ensued from this more, I think. I could say that honestly. Because if it was just twins, like, we've seen that before. Mm-hmm. I said it was Long also- Lost Twins, too. Yeah. I thought yeah, maybe yeah. they would, like, run into each other at a carnival and there'd be a mix-up at the Guess Your Weight game because they're twins. And mm-hmm. then they switch places. Uh, you know, it all goes well until the uh, love interests in the movie confront the long lost twins about how they're not themselves anymore and yada, yada, yada. So they switch places back. And the moral of the story is, you know, always be true to yourself, but also get someone who's willing to grow with you. But also it's okay. Cause people grow apart, especially when you're in junior high. Yeah. That is also very prestige like, because what was it? Christian Bale's wife didn't know about the twins, but, uh, yeah, no, uh, there's really only so many twin tropes we could run through, aren't there? <laughs> I, I don't know. I really feel like I might have been the closest. I, I tried to hit on all of the tropes uh, that weren't twin related. Um, 
the family's relocated, which was wrong. Uh, snarky younger sister, which was wrong. It was a snarky older sister. Uh, scientist dad, wrong. Um, secret experiment is the clone, and uh, mm-hmm. Andrew Lawrence's character activates him. So I was right on that one. Uh, and of course, the hijinks ensue, the twins switching places. Um, clones are seen together. Um, and I guess the the two predictions that were the most accurate for me were um, you learn a valuable lesson, which is don't disobey your parents, but it's okay because nothing bad will happen. Um, <laughs> and uh, that the other me rides off into the sunset to live in an exotic faraway place, which I had as New York. So and you were wow. fucking oh. money on. You're yeah. right, Ryan. Yeah, that, Ryan was, wins. that was fucking jackpot right there. Yeah, fucking baby. jackpot. Yeah, so I, I felt yeah, like I was there, pretty close. You were, yeah. That's that's really great. Fucking jackpot. Yeah, I mean, I, I I think that shows us after what 45 of these, we we have a pretty good idea of what direction they're gonna go in. I feel like we could probably put our minds together and write a decom. I was just gonna oh, say that we should write one. Yeah. We could About go four podcasters. <laughs> this was this was the year. Uh, this came out in 2000, which was the year that Disney Channel put out one decom every month. Ooh. I think Ooh. that after watching all of these, we easily could do that. I, I think that is we could easily write them. I don't know if we could. We can't make them all, but that I, I think we could easily write like one a week and we could have 52 decoms created in, you know, in, in a year. Or. What if we fed it, we fed all the scripts to one of those online AI generators? Ooh, and I was then just thinking that. We acted it out. <laughs> that oh would be God. lots of fun. Yep. I love <laughs> where this is going. Oh, man, sounds like we have a new segment for the future. <laughs> all right. All right, let's talk about the movie. Yeah, uh, the scientist wears a puka shell necklace. Love it. I mm. wish every scientist wore a puka shell necklace. He also looks like um, a young Henry Rollins. Yes, he oh, does. Oh wow! <laughs> I, it was really distracting to me. I couldn't stop seeing him. Uh, I I wanted to hear him say "black coffee." Stare at the walls. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the the two scientists in this movie are the antagonists because they're the ones who've created this uh this this cloning uh, technology that is not yet patented, not yet public, and probably not yet legal. I don't know. Um, they're doing a lot of black hat stuff because they don't want their recipe for cloning to get out. Um, but accidentally it does. And it goes straight to Will Browning's house in, I don't know, any city USA. And he clones himself. It was New York. It was Gatesburg, USA. (laughs) Gatesburg. Sure. Um, and at some point, the scientists do say they traveled halfway across the country to get there. So let's assume it's, I don't know, Illinois, just somewhere that could be roughly halfway from either coast. Uh, yeah, but, sure. Uh, probably fair. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the scientists are bad and still bumbling oafs because all Disney villains have to be. Um, but yeah, once uh, Will Q clones himself, cue all of the, the clony type stuff they do. Um, however, I think, just as a general note, the cinematography and special effects in this were, were better than usual. Like, Agreed. they were able to put two Andrew Lawrences on the screen in a way that didn't look bad every time they were on screen, which I was surprised by. Yeah. yeah. And they had a lot of really cool... Uh, like POV shots. Yeah. yeah. Kind of, kind of low and uh, like wide angles. Um, what are the best thing about clones? Mm-hmm. They're always born wearing jeans. <laughs> at yeah. least in Disney mm-hmm. channel. Yeah. Yeah. I thought he was totally naked. Je- and then I saw the jeans. <laughs> I, th- I think that this was an aspect ratio thing. Because they still include uh, like a little nod to where like, you know, the real Andrew Lawrence gives him a towel and he's supposed to put it on. So I think because now in 2020, um, everything's in widescreen. um, It just wasn't meant to be seen ever on like a four to three aspect ratio screen. (laughs) Um, Also, you had that one scene uh, when the Ocean Pups kit is getting, I guess, um, 
what what is it infected by by the clone juice where um, <laughs> that mouse is running across the table and you could very clearly see uh the trainer uh, the trainer's hands like right next to the table calling the mouse over uh so so yeah this that. is this is actually kind of fun where we get to see things that were never meant to be on screen I'd argue that this whole movie should have never been on screen, but th- that's just me. <laughs> hey, that is just you. I had fun with this one. What? You don't want to see uh, Andrew Lawrence wearing a tie and dancing along to three weird guys on a, uh, on a music video. I that actually is a video of nothing. I really enjoyed that scene because um, I don't know. I, I thought that, uh, his acting was really good right there. And that was perfect for, uh, you know, an adolescent boy who was just born yesterday. Yeah. No, he, Andrew Lawrence is doing double duty on this and he's doing great. Like you could, you could see why he, you know, he became like a, a Disney staple for a couple of years. He, he knew what he was doing. He was really good in this. I, I will give yeah. him that. He was, you can always tell if he's being, the kind of like more jackassy real kid or the sweet and sensitive clone yeah immediately every time i diverted my eyes to do something that wasn't watch this movie but i didn't like how the sweet and sensitive clone was nude and wet when we first (laughs) met him so and sprayed a bunch of baby powder on him no i don't hey ryan all of us were nude and wet when we came into existence so maybe you should check your privilege yeah but we weren't you know, 90 pounds and four feet, 10. Hey, 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 again, maybe some of us were okay. Maybe some of us were, were a really late birth and maybe some of us, uh, were just a little late at developing. So, uh, trimester. Yeah, exactly. So (laughs) you know what? I, I, I think you should, I think you should respect that. All right. Dip boy, whatever you say. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, I want to talk about how this movie has the greatest scene that I have ever watched in any of these movies. And I hope it's, it's the one that I think. I it hope is. it's the one I'm thinking of too. It probably is. It's the lunchroom dance scene. <laughs> oh my oh, god! Yes. So here, I'm going to break down the lunchroom dance scene for everybody out there listening. Because if you haven't seen it, if there's anything you you watch from any of these movies, it has to be this. So <laughs> the clone goes to school for Will. Because the clone is, uh, is uh, you know, an encyclopedia. As soon as he reads something, he, he remembers it forever. Uh, so he goes to school to take tests for him and just kind of, you know, live his life so that the real Will Browning can stay home and play video games and just eat Doritos or whatever kids microwave do. Microwave popcorn. Microwave, right. Yes, thank you. Um, so the clone, Will Browning, is in the lunchroom eating with his best friend Chucky. And he eats pizza for the first time. And he is in love with this pizza. So much so that he stands up in the middle of a cafeteria and shouts, I love frozen pizza. And then he starts to dance. Now, you might think that this is where the montage music cuts in. But no, <laughs> it's not. Because he's just dancing to in a silent uh, cafeteria with the only sound playing is a bunch of like, you know, beeps and boops to show the audience that yes, he is indeed a clone. <laughs> Everyone forgot about that part. If anybody just, has GarageBand readily available, I c- uh, implore you to open it up and find the keyboard sound called Circuit Dialogue. That's exactly <laughs> what you're hearing. It's it's literally just... <laughs> it's Mark Mothersbaugh just, like, fucking around on his synth. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, uh, then he finishes his, his dance routine, which is just, like, you know, a very basic, like, thing you'd see in an NSYNC video. He finishes his dance routine, and everyone's just staring at him. And then cut to little pudgy Guy Fieri-type kid who yes. pulls a giant-ass boombox out of nowhere and just says, all right, presses a button, and then the montage kicks in and everybody is dancing with him. But, oh my God, the, the, this scene went from very weird to hilarious to weird again to just all-around fun in the course of like 30 seconds. It, I well th- I done. Think, I think this was the first time watching 
these decoms in 45 movies that I actually had a really hearty laugh. I was laughing out loud, <laughs> like full on belly laughing at this scene where he's because his expressions are are golden. Like mm-hmm. I really if there's one thing you take away from listening to this episode, watch that scene. It's hilarious. It's yeah, at 40 the- minutes. Thank you. Perfect. So 40 minutes into the movie. <laughs> the fact that Andrew Lawrence is a good actor and Manny Cotto, I guess, is a good director. Uh, maybe. I don't know. He also directed Xenon the sequel, which we unanimously did not like. So, yeah, who knows? I keep thinking or I kept thinking watching this movie, like watching Andrew Lawrence play both roles. Like we said, like he did a good job and he did a, a especially good job as the clone of like they say it later in the movie that the clone just doesn't care what people think. So like there's situations that are really awkward, like him dancing alone with over pizza in the lunchroom is like incredibly awkward. And I'm just imagining like from the point of view of a kid actor to get into that space where they don't have the self-awareness to get embarrassed by doing it. I was like, Oh, okay. Like, I don't know if I could do that now. And this, he was like really young <laughs> and kind of just let laying it all out there, which I respected that. Yeah. I, th- I think him having, you know, two older brothers who are also in acting made it a lot easier for him to come into his own so young. Well, in fairness, too, they probably were playing music that he could hear, and then they just removed it and ADR and foley in his footsteps and stuff. Yeah. But no, in the year 2000, boots. they didn't have that technology. Movie magic. <laughs> Movie magic. <laughs> a lot of star wipes. Yeah. There are so many montages in this movie. I think I counted five. Oh my God. That's like 10 minutes of just no dialogue scenes. And definitely two of them were just school, like school happening. Yeah. Mm. And the, like, I mean, the first third of this movie takes place just in on a day in the house. Yeah. In a bedroom. In the kitchen at the dinner Mm -hmm. table. Hey, how incredibly frustrating would it be if you had saloon doors separating the kitchen from your dining room? I had those growing up. Did you really? How incredibly frustrating was it? It wasn't that bad. We just kept them open unless my mom was trying to keep the heat in the kitchen. I assumed it was. That's fair. I assumed it was just like put in for the sake of doing that that gag of like them standing on either side of the saloon door damn why didn't i have a clone you want to know what else i had growing up that's mm-hmm. very movie uh stairs that connected the upstairs to the kitchen cool oh, oh yeah very sick full house style yeah mm-hmm. nice i always wanted to live in a house with two staircases we had two staircases yeah. There was yeah, like, always that's the one that we cool. always used. And then there was like the nice staircase. That's like, you know, it's, <laughs> it's like when you have the nice living room, that's like only used when, when it's Thanksgiving or guests are over. Of course. It's like, what are you using the nice staircase for? It's not the prom. <laughs> <laughs> you put garlands on it for Christmas and like, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you guys want to talk about the cast of this movie? This movie had a great cast and lots of recognizable faces. Mm hmm. Let's start okay. with, well, you know, you have Andrew Lawrence, who we've talked about. He was in, uh, what was it? Horse Sense, which we already did. He's in Going to the Mat, which I am excited to do one of these days. Oh, can't wait. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the only other one you, I've seen. Yes. But and, previous to the podcast. And I'm so sure you'll see. You're the only wrestler in the room, which I assume it's about <laughs> wrestling. It is. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but also... So very much more. And I won't say yeah, what we it is. Yeah, we don't want to tell you yet. So you can it's give a good a tipsy treatment. Matt. I was going to say, should we do the tipsy treatment right now for that one? No, we'll save it. It's about a guy named Matt who goes to yoga. He goes to the yeah. laundromat. It's called going to the mat. Uh, that's what I'm going to say every time from now on. I have to go to the laundromat. All right, going to the mat. <laughs> oh, I love it. It sounds great. Uh, but the cast. Yeah. <laughs> you got me all sidetracked. Uh, you got Brendan Jefferson who plays his best friend Chucky, who is the guy from Holes. He's X-ray. X-ray. He's the mean oh, kid. Shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he didn't really end up doing much after Holes, but uh, yeah, he did do this and that, which is fun. Uh, you got Mark L. Taylor, the dad, who is also the dad in Eddie's Million Dollar Cookoff, playing the exact mm. same dad 
Um, who else did he we also, have? Oh, right. He and, went uh, on to be a Supreme Court justice. <laughs> yes, exactly. Mark L. Taylor, Supreme Court justice. That is correct. And uh, uh, what's her name? The sister. The snarky Allison sister, Pill. Allison Pill. Yeah. Uh, who oh you may recognize God. from Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Mm-hmm. Scott Pilgrim? Yeah, she's, play- she's playing Allison Pilgrim. Yeah, there you go. She, yeah, out of all the people in this movie, I feel like she's had, like, the... Sh- her uh, career is still going. Like, not yeah. to say that the other ones aren't, but, like, she's had the most mainstream exposure, I'd say. It's okay. You can say the other one's careers are not still going. <laughs> well, Henry Rollins still has a career. It's true. <laughs> hey, wait, what is Andrew Lawrence doing? Does he still do stuff? I feel like he must. He, he's he's also a Supreme <laughs> Court justice. Wait, listen to this. His most recent acting role is in the 2019 video game Need for Speed Heat as wow. player character male. Oh, so nice. if you if you choose to play as a male driver in Need for Speed Heat, well, buddy, you've got Will Browning on the vocals. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And I guess he's done some other stuff. Oh, he's in Hawaii Five-0. Good for him. Oh, well. All right. Who gives a shit? But yeah, it's a cool <laughs> cast. We liked this one. What else we got? Let's talk um, about the weird touching moments. Oh, we'd love to talk about the weird them, touching moments. And they used the same music. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so right, the first one was the clone goes to school on behalf of Will because the clone's very smart because like Brandon mentioned, clones know everything. Mm. And he just becomes really popular because he doesn't care what people think. And it makes people like kind of goofy and laid back and everybody, everybody likes his vibe. Uh, So he ends up befriending kind of the notorious school bully Mm. while sitting outside of the principal's office. Um, And they're talking about the concept of family and the clone doesn't have a family. He's a clone. And the bully's like, I don't really know my dad either. And cue the music, cue a couple tears, cue, like, all of the baggage any 14-year-old watching this could really handle. I, I want to be a little more specific about how that, you know, lack of a father thing developed, because it's a, it's a great, like, double meaning of the line, where um, Andrew Lawrence says, the clone... The clone says, I don't know what it means to have a father, which is just a very general, like, I generally don't know what that is. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the bully is just like, man, me too. My dad walked out for a pack of cigs and never came back. It's, in my opinion, it's actually great writing, which you never get in these movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that because, uh, you know, we rarely ever see the soft side of a bully you know correct me if i'm wrong but um you know normally the bullies are just bullies um so this was actually kind of cool because he became like a friend uh well to clone uh andrew lawrence um so you know there was some serious character development there um also the message that they establish is don't snitch which is kind of cool because yeah, was, the, the entire good. time, like it's Andrew Lawrence's fault that Scotty DeSoto got suspended, even though like, you know, this kid must have done something in order for the suspension to be valid. He stole Andrew Lawrence's lunch money and Andrew Lawrence ratted him out. I, yeah, you don't need anything more than that. Literally. But then clone Andrew Lawrence is like, I'm sorry, I should have I should have been able to talk to you about this. I shouldn't have gone to a teacher. So even the smartest kid in the room knows don't snitch. Hey, Brandon, is the other weird, touchy moment uh, at the nursing home? Oh, of course it is. (laughs) (laughs) This is the only time I laughed out loud. (laughs) Where, so they visit Grandpa, who is not old enough to be in a nursing home. No. He's like 60. (laughs) Maybe he's got early onset dementia or CTE. Maybe. It Um, seemed like he kind of was just standoffish. He like, they would like get his attention and he was like, eh. Yeah, he, he just didn't like want to be, deal with his family anymore. Like yeah. He would just complain about things like, uh, like, why is there spelling B on ESPN? That's not a sport. <laughs> like, he just looked a bit curmudgeonly, not senile. Yeah. But mm-hmm. um, the clone, the clone goes to visit grandpa because the clone does everything real boy doesn't want to do. And, you know, the clone who is new to life and kind of sees everything with a fresh pair of eyes 
has a moment with Grandpa where he reaches out and he touches his cheek and he says, does it hurt to be old? And then the music comes in and Grandpa caresses his hand on his cheek and says, not today. (laughs) It's a beautiful moment. It also implies that he lives in constant pain like like Mole Man from The Simpsons. (laughs) (laughs) That was my decom F-bomb where does it hurt to be old? And then still same long silence, but he grabs his hand and just goes, so fucking much. (laughs) (laughs) yeah that was genuinely hilarious son thank you for establishing a connection with my poor sickly father about how much it hurts to be old you're a great kid my fucking knees hurt Uh, my fucking back hurts (laughs) fucking shoulders hurt everything fucking hurts For most of this movie, it was actually hard for me to think of a decom F-bomb because since Brennan's brilliant uh, input of fucking jackpot, now that's the only thing I could hear in every goddamn scene. Anytime anything happens, Mm -hmm. it's just fucking jackpot. (laughs) So I ask all of you, where did you want to put fucking jackpot in this movie? Hmm. Oh, definitely the first day he kicks up his feet and plays video game, plays Dreamcast, and eats popcorn in his room. That's a fucking <laughs> jackpot. Yeah, I was, I was thinking the exact um, same thing. I would put it where, so there's, a, there's a, somewhat of a love interest. She's kind of a geeky girl, and she's really into Will. But yeah, the there. clone, since he, he's so nice, um, takes interest in her. So he keeps asking out Will, asking out Will to no avail, and then the clone finally says, like, yeah, let's go to the social together. And then so she would turn around into her locker and say, fucking jackpot. That is a jackpot. <laughs> yeah. She moved her locker to be close to him. I know Oof. they're trying to make it look creepy. Girl. I think it's sweet. Yeah, it's sweet. Yeah, she wasn't geeky enough or creepy enough. Yeah, I think if they uh, like the only thing that was really nerdy about her was her voice, which was kind of like this. Yeah, it sounded like she was just like talking through her nose the entire movie. Yeah. Also, she didn't have, she wasn't like one of those, you didn't see her with anyone else. Like she, it's, it, I guess they kind of illustrated that she was just interested in Will and nothing else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think for me, uh, fucking jackpot would have gone when Will realizes that the clone has an encyclopedic memory. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking jackpot. <laughs> oh, another fucking jackpot. Uh, Will agrees to go, or the clone agrees to go, and oh, should we call him Tui? Yeah, right, the clone's name is Tui. that was his name. Yeah, and then they change it at the end, right? They call him something else, like... Yes, but we'll get there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Oh, I hated that. Um, Me too. But, uh, so he he agrees to go to the social uh, if she brings pizza, and Mm. sure enough, she has it. Like, so when he gets that pizza, takes that first bite, that's a fucking Fucking jackpot. jackpot. He loves pizza. (laughs) Don't you wish you could eat pizza for the first time again? Yeah, I do. Especially because when I was a kid, I thought that it would be better to just take all that gross stuff on the top off. Like, no cheese. Mm. Just give me the cooked bread. That's, like, slightly saucy. I'll give you some slightly saucy cooked bread. Oh, please, please, Ryan, give me that slightly saucy cooked bread. There were a lot of good opportunities for a decom F-bomb here. Um, there, there were just so many moments like, uh, what is your mother putting in this food? And I think I'm having an out-of-body experience. Like some really <laughs> solid one-liners that yeah, could have used agreed. an F-bomb. Hey, listeners, do you have a decom F-bomb or a place where you think they should say fucking jackpot. Let us know. Disney Channel Tipsy Panel at gmail.com. I want to talk about how Will has some of the best friends that you could have in any of these movies. Like Chucky is a ride or die. Like yes. he, f- first of all, Will should have told Chucky immediately when he found out that he had a clone. I think it's silly that he told not even his best friend. I get not telling your parents because you think you might have done something like illegal or wrong, but you got to tell your best friend as soon as you find out, hey, I cloned myself. 
And even Chucky kind of figures out there's something like weird going on. And he says to him, like, dude, are you trying to like fake a mental disorder? Because tell me so I can like back you up on it, which is a that's a ride <laughs> or die thing. Yeah, that, that's a total bro move. And I agree. But this is the age where your judgment is questionable at best, especially if you're a boy. So mm-hmm. I understand it, but I don't agree with it. I would argue that there is no age where a boy's uh, judgment is best. It never gets any better, ever. I am 28 years old and a living testament to that. Well, now you're just legally responsible for it. So that's the difference. The consequences of my actions, a wonderful thing to develop in age. You go to jail for stuff like that now. Yeah. But also, uh, let's talk about Heather because Heather's really nice too. Like she, like he, he you know, when she swi- when she doesn't know whether it's real uh, Andrew or real real Will or clone Will, she just kind of, you know, goes with the flow. Never really, uh, you know, addresses that he's been acting kind of weird lately. I think maybe she does once. Um, but also, he the clone Will asks for asks for her to bring pizza to this like formal dance, and she does. Like, I'm imagining her walking up to the, the school with this box of pizza and the chaperone saying to her, like, why do you have a box of pizza? And she says, oh, my boyfriend asked me to bring pizza. So I did. Incredible. I, I felt like they were trying to portray her as, as more creepy, but she just came off as being really sweet and thoughtful. Yeah. That's kind yeah. of a, a little bit of a theme is that Will kind of sees the people around him as an issue when he's kind of the issue. <laughs> yeah, he shows up to school when, like, he, he goes into school instead of the clone one day after the clone made everything better for him, and he's looking around at how people treat him differently in a much more positive way, and the scene ends with him being like, my life's so different now, and he's upset about yeah. it, but his life is objectively better. Stupid fucking guy. Yeah. Which is the only thing that matters when you're 14. Mm-hmm. But on that Being note, I, I guess this is probably a more complex conflict than you get in most decoms, where the conflict is, well, it's me that's like going around, but it's not really me. And my life is better, but is it really any better because of anything I did? Does that mean I'm a bad person? Would the world be better if it wasn't me? Uh, do is is there any way for me to become the person that everybody else now thinks I am? Like that, that's kind of hard to wrap your head around. Geez, now I'm projecting. What would Brennan <laughs> clone do to make my life better? Yeah. Oh my God. See, I don't even want to know. Like, I don't want to know how shitty my life might actually be if I put a clone in in two weeks and then suddenly everything else is better. Like, like, I don't know. People, people who I haven't talked to in years could just be like, oh, Brandon, you're, 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 you're you, I'm so glad that, that, you know, you, you did that thing for me. You're really a great person. Thanks for Man. responding to that email I sent you a year ago. <laughs> Thanks for not putting three exclamation points in that email. I love a person who's just straight up with me. I'm so glad you agreed to go see my grandfather. <laughs> <laughs> You know, he really appreciates you helping rip up his carpet. <laughs> we could all use a clone every now and then. But is it truly worth it? At what cost? At what cost, indeed? I mean, we'd get another Democrat voter. That'd be kind of cool. Oh, yeah. I, I would love to have two <laughs> votes. That'd be great. I already clone. have two votes because, you know, doing voter fraud is easy and fun. Love nice, voter fraud. Dude. Yeah. Le- not many you just people go know. Twice. Not many people know that that voting by mail is just all fraud, 100% of it. Dude, if you just clear your cash, you can just vote again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Clear your cookies. Use the incognito browser. Well, you could also just apply for a mail-in ballot, and then you could mail your ballot in, but then you also go to the voting store and say, hey, I'm here to vote. Yeah. This is my name. One, one vote, and please. Hey, hey. Everybody's got a great-great-grandfather or great-great-grandmother. Just be them. Just just be them. Just dress up as an old person. Go in and say, yep, mm-hmm, that's me. Mm-hmm, 117 years old. You guys are going to get us put on a list. 
Yeah, we probably are. In all seriousness, normalize voting by mail. Everybody should be able to vote by mail, especially in a pandemic. All right. What else do we got here? Democracy's fucked. Everything sucks. Hey, let's do the decom dad hour. On that note, I bet every single dad in every single one of these movies is a Republican. And I'm not going (laughs) to hold that against them in the votes, but we, we know it's true. We see the houses they live in. We see the morals they teach their kids. We know what's up. All right, so listen, here's the lowdown on the decom dad hour. There's one legitimate father in this movie, and it's not who you're thinking. It's Will Browning. He's the only real dad in this movie. Wow. We watch him He's create the dad life. To a clone. Yeah, exactly. The other dad, Will's dad, he's just there. He gets, um, this is a pass fail dad, and he passes. Yeah, I agree. But yeah, let's let's talk about let's talk about Will as a dad. Um, if I had to rank him as a dad, well, he'd get like a D. He's he a pass well fail dad, dad too. He gets all. an F. He's yeah. a he's a shitty dad. He well, was no dad he, at he all. Tri- well, I mean, as nobody expects him, nobody expects a fourteen year old to be a good dad. But I think he does exactly what we would expect a child to do where he wants to, where he wants somebody else to do all the work and reap all the benefits. <laughs> I was going to say, clearly you haven't seen MTV's 16 and pregnant because uh. those girls are praying that those 14 year olds will be a good dad. <laughs> oh, you're oh. right. I, it's been a long time. You're right. I haven't seen it. Oh God. It's just trash. I mean, look, Beautiful. we'll, Steaming trash. We, I, I don't think any of us expected him to be a good dad, but he also wasn't a good friend to the clone. Like he just was not good to the clone at all. Yeah. Do you mm-hmm. do you guys where do you guys stand on clone politics? Do it. Clone, That's where clone, I stand on it. Clones it. deserve equal rights. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I have to say. Just do it. What happened to Dolly the sheep? Oh, great question. Uh, the original I have no idea. clone. She she was nominated to be the presumptive Democratic presidential nominee. Oh, that's wow. Dolly. <laughs> that's great. Uh, Dolly the sheep died in two thousand three. And when was Dolly the sheep born? Uh, nineteen ninety six. Holy shit! Wow. Is that is that, is that like normal for a sheep? I I, I sh- yeah I don't really know if seven is normal. S- seven Seems I don't I guess but but uh, yeah like. I'm just more surprised. I didn't I didn't think I realized that the first animal was cloned in the mid 90s. Weren't the 90s great, you guys? <laughs> A Tiny kids time. remember Dolly the sheep. <laughs> 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 Only 90s kids will get this cloning. Only 90s kids will remember going to the supermarket with their parents and seeing the National Enquirer and on the cover it said human clone is a monster. only 90s kids things love it fruit by fruit by the foot high c and human clone is a monster (laughs) Ooh, and that that capri sun uh silver goop commercials where they like flew through the caribbean yes some of you have never turned into silver goop and flown through the caribbean and it shows or the gushers commercials where their heads (laughs) turned into giant fruits Oh my god, I forgot about that one. Oh, those Great are commercial. Ones. All right, here's a new theory. The 90s never happened. It was just one big collective fever dream. You oh, might Bears be right. Spelled funny. <laughs> we all got unplugged in the year 2000. I was just a little nude wet boy in the 90s. <laughs> It's like hey, Will listeners, Jr. If any of if any of you have evidence that the 90s really happened, we don't want to hear it. Don't don't even bother. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Thinking, I, I'm now just going down the rabbit hole of Will being the dad of the clone. And one of the things that is happens in this movie, it's not really related, but it just adds complexity to it. One of the things that happens in this movie is that for some reason, whenever the clone screams or Will screams, the other one also screams. So oh, right. we're to believe that they're like, they like have a connection, but it happens twice i think mm-hmm, and then they never address it um well will addresses it after the first time that and that's it he's like well you screamed and i screamed too and that was kind of they just left it there 
Yeah. Yeah. It's like if I mean it's like if you lucky dog, he just heard the dog talk twice and that was it. Like, oh <laughs> we I feel like what it's more like if the dog and you lucky dog took a shit and he took a shit at the same time and they just did not address it. I mean, what's the name of that? What when there's like a plot device that just solves all problems? Because that's kind of what this was. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Deus just ex machina. Or it was just like, yeah, like, oh, I don't know where he is. Let me think about it real hard. Oh, he's at the park by the tree. I gotta go find my clone. Bye, guys. Yeah. You can tell that the scream is probably something they added in, like towards the end of the movie where they were like, hey, how do I conclude this? Or actually, I mean, this is based on a book. It could have been in the book, but I didn't read the book, so who knows? I had no idea this was based on a book. Yeah. Guess Oof. what the hold on, guess guess what the book is called? Guess what the book I, I bet know. you could come up with the name right now. I saw it in the credits. Yeah, it's not called The Other Me, but it's something very similar. Um, Another Me. Me and Tui. <laughs> oh, you Ryan, you're you're basically there. Fuck. Think think more me idiomatic. Think more it's uh, 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 uh. It's a pun. Me myself and I. Tui and me? You're clo- it's, so it's called it's called Me Too, but two is spelled oh. T W O. Holy oh, shit. Oh boy. You were you were there. You were dancing around it. I gotta go, you guys. I gotta go. Alright. See you later. Oh my god, I can't believe I missed this on the first watch. I'm sorry, listeners. We're watching the movie on our on our screen, and I As can't believe did. I missed them looking through the binoculars, but each of them looking through one eye of the binoculars. Yeah, that was cute. That's not how it binoculars was. work. There were there were some great like cinematography choices in this movie. That was one of them. Um, when he first discovers the clone and like, he's looking at a mirror on a door and then he opens the door and then his mm. clone is standing in the same position. That was another good one. Um, yeah, no, they, the, the cinematography in this one was good. Like I'm not even like just decom good. It was good. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, there were, some redeeming qualities to this movie. Let's put it that way. Let's talk about the end of this movie, because I would also say the yes. end of the movie is very notable. So, um, I mean, we could blow through the, the, the setup. The clone's going to disappear unless he drinks some clone juice. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and oh, the scientists are trying to, the scientists are trying to make him drink the clone juice and then steal him away to do experiments. Um, but Will wants his clone to drink the clone juice and then just, hang out um they get they both get kidnapped or one of them gets kidnapped by the scientists and then um they save each other uh clone drinks the clone juice and then the cops show up and they arrest the scientists uh for kidnapping so those those guys are going away for a long time um but then the clone the secret is out the cat's out of the bag and all of his friends and family know that he has a clone. Now, I was assuming I have seen this, but I forgot the ending. I was assuming that it would just be, uh, you know, the clone disappears because it's it's quote, it's my time to go. And then he fades mm-hmm. into nothingness or like, you know, turns into particles he and floats into the air. Takes but a bus no, to New York. Takes, yeah, it would have been nice for him to go to New York. But instead, he stays at home and he asks his parents like, Hey, please, can we, can we keep him? And his yeah, parents- exactly. And, and they, they change his name too. like, Oh, this is will. And this is Gil. And <laughs> then the whole fucking family just lives happily ever after. It's like, this is your cousin. If anyone asks, his name is Gil and he looks exactly fucking like you. And now he's going to live here forever. The end. It really seems like they were setting it up for a sequel that just never yes. happened. Oh, that was another one of my predictions, too, for Tipsy Treatment was the end, question mark. So I <laughs> guess I got that right, too. Yeah. yeah. Um, th- th- they- this ending was so bad and so cliche that I almost liked it for that reason. I just couldn't oh, help nice. but think of the real world implications. They got to now enroll this clone in school. Yeah. Where it's clearly going to be the cooler one again. And they'll be like, wait a second. Will was cool. 
Then his identical cousin shows up, and he's... Will's not cool anymore, but the identical cousin is cool. What's going on? Yeah, Will is going to end up being ostracized by his friends, because they're all going to say, well, we like this guy better, so we're going to do stuff with him. We're going to hang out with him and your grandpa Mordecai. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I could only fit four people on this tandem bike, so it's going to be Gil, Chucky, Scott, and Mordecai. (laughs) (laughs) Um, who knows maybe will did some soul searching because he realized that uh he shouldn't care what people thinks i mean that's how it should have ended it should like he should have been taught a lesson that he cares too much what people think his clone is way cooler be more like the clone the clone's gonna disappear but it's fine because it's a clone and he's the real deal and you know whatever good night but instead, it's like everybody's at the dinner table. Of course, Gil, you can be part of the family, says mom. And then it just like slowly zooms out to reveal like a wide shot of the dinner table. And then it's credits. Yeah. Could have been more interesting. <laughs> oh, well. But speaking of the credits, anybody catch some good credits names? Well, Obviously. Alison Pill. For yeah, Alison Hurst. Pill is a great one. Great name. Um, I, I the gaffer. His name. I we might have done this one before already. I don't really remember. Jeremy Hudspeth. Yep. Oh. But also, did anybody catch my man coming up again in the sound re-recording? Fuck yeah! Elmo Emmy Pons Award winner. Dominic. Elmo Ponce Dominic. He's Guys, cute. wait, hold on. Respect on the name. Emmy winner. Elmo Ponce Dominic for his True. re-recording of the audio in Barry which is also a great show. Oh. Um, who else? We had Colm Magner. Yep. He was, he was good. <laughs> Colm. Uh, Danny like Belly. C-O-L-M. Danny Belly yeah. is the best. Colm. Colm Magner. Yes, and Danny Belly. No, no, Those Danny Belly was... Double. Yeah. He was second only to Ethelene Joseph, <laughs> which I think she's related to Ethelene Glycol. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, that's just, that's just gas. Uh, we also had Lilith Hank Malins. Yep. <laughs> if my first name was Lilith, I'd also want to be known as Hank. <laughs> also, I don't know if you guys caught this one. It was in the soundtrack, um, but it's somebody whose name I actually knew, uh, Alex Johnson, but it's Alex spelled A-L-E-X-Z. I know Ugh. why you know her. Why is that, Brandon? Because you were like me and you watched The End growing up and she was the star of Instant Star. That's absolutely right. Instant Star, which many of our listeners probably remember, was a Canadian drama on The End about a girl who wins a song contest and is becoming a, you know, an instant star. Um, It wasn't that great, but I think that's her actual experience because she's she does a song in this movie and she's like 14 years old. So, you know, she has clearly been doing that her whole life. Alex. Yeah. Why is it? Why? Because well, I want my little child to have a unique name. <laughs> I mean, well, maybe it you should have named out. her Mordecai. Yeah. Maybe there I you should go. Have named her ABCDE. I would certainly notice a, a pop singer named Mordecai Johnson. <laughs> and then it was like a redhead, like pretty girl. Yeah. Hey, Ryan, I know you were making a joke, but you know ABCDE is a real name. Yeah, I do know that. Poor Absidy. Yeah, poor Absidy. Hey, Absidy, if you're out there listening, are you old enough (sighs) to listen? I don't know how old Absidy is. Absidy or Absidy's family, if you're out there. We're sorry. Yeah. Uh, we'd love to we'd love to have you on the show. If if anything, (laughs) that's the least that we could offer. And it's also the most that we could offer. Um hey, speaking of music, uh I loved the song that they were playing at the social. Did anybody else appreciate that as much as I did? Mm-hmm. Oh, Wave the, your like, hands the to the song? beat like it's club policy. If I don't see your hands, then you'll have to leave the dance floor. <laughs> Very straightforward. Wave your hands to the beat like it's club policy. <laughs> if I don't see your hands, then you'll have to leave the dance floor. I love a song that gives me rules and expectations and consequences. <laughs> <laughs> yeah like uh like wait what was that oh, 
shit. What's it called? The slide song where it's like slide to the, the left. electric slide. Oh, it is Cuba Shuffle. The electric slide. Oh no, the cha cha slide. Cha cha. The cha cha slide. Yeah, any line just, dance yeah. is is pretty great. But, I just want to be shouted instructions. Yeah. My favorite However, song with instructions is "Help" by the Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> what are the instructions, Ryan? Help! Help! I need somebody. Help! <laughs> All right. What I'll, else do we I'll got in this movie? Anything else now. is going on? Anyone want to look through their notes, see things that you liked? The the line that Will has to the clone to explain and sum up to him that he needs to drink the goo. This is an exact quote. He says. If you don't drink some special liquid these creeps those creeps from the van have, you might turn into ocean pup eggs. That's the stakes of this movie <laughs> as wow. far more succinct than we could ever describe them. <laughs> yeah. Pretty good. Uh, also, the scientist calls them cheap caviar. Yeah. Cheap caviar. Solid insult. Oh, there's a lot of... Um, oh, the, chore- the choreographer in this movie had a a decent name, Eben Gage, E B O N. Um, <laughs> but there's a lot of choreography in this movie. But whenever Will talks about it, uh, or the clone talks about it, he goes, "I'm going to teach you guys all a new dance step," which is not what people call it. It's a dance move, but he says a dance step like it's the '50s. Mm. <laughs> and then he just proceeds to air yo-yo, and everybody thinks it's yeah. cool. Where yeah. they ostracized him at first because yo-yoing is for nerds, clearly. Yeah, I like that yo-yoing. Yo-yoing seems to be the only thing that that people don't like him for, and I guess because he got a kid suspended, mm. and because he's sliding by and he doesn't do any work. He's a yeah. fucking loser. However, I liked. That he had a tech deck half half pipe in his room. I thought that was pretty great. I would have I too noticed that. Yeah, haven't seen one of those in a long ass time. Ryan, did you notice what else was in his room? I did, and I think you and I were probably the only ones. Uh and considering that this movie didn't take place in New York, I thought it was pretty strange that he had a neon light replica of the neon lights from the outside of Shea Stadium. He did. Of a batter designed in 60s style. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And he had, I know he had another is. baseball thing in his room, too. He has a, a Randy Johnson Diamondbacks uh, poster. Oh, shit. I didn't notice that. It's by his door. You can see it like when his parents talk to him. Hmm. It's I assume it's him because it's the 2000s and it's a Diamondbacks poster and it's clearly a pitcher. <sighs> Thank God we have baseball representation in this movie. I don't know if I would have made it through if I... That's really what hooked me, to be perfectly honest, was the neon light. That was pretty fucking cool. I want one. Going to start a GoFundMe so that we could get Ryan, his uh, neon baseball man. Uh, GoFundMe slash Ryan likes baseball. I like the idea of baseball more than I like the practice of baseball. <laughs> I, it seems like you do. <laughs> I like that um, this movie had two of my favorite decom tropes. One of them is just the line, this is too weird. And then the other one is a bunch of adults walking into a school function without encountering any obstacles. <laughs> Yeah, check those ones yeah. off the bingo board. They just have yeah. headsets as if that's a thing that's going to get you by. Like they have like little, little, you know, tiny, those almost like old Bluetooth ones. But yeah. They're, that's their disguise. And then they're in puka shells and uh, ocean pup attire. Also, the room is very small and they're like heads above all the kids. They could just like look at each other. Yeah, that was weird. Uh, mm. the the fact that two feet. Uh, jeez, I was about to call him twofer. <laughs> uh, that's that's dirty. <laughs> wrong. wrong show. Uh, yeah. Uh, the fact that Tui is just like I'm gonna go to New York and is about to get on a bus, and the bus driver is an underrated character because he's like on or off, kid. And while uh, I'm young, yeah, while I'm young, <laughs> that's it. 
And he's a junior high student and no one is questioning it. And he's just about to go to New York alone and just make it. He could very well have disintegrated on that bus. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Imagine would, that scene right. in, if, in, in an alternate universe where he gets on that bus and somewhere around like Cleveland, he just turns into nothing and the guy next to him just has a panic attack watching this kid melt into <sighs> Alex Mack style goop. <sighs> the, 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 the kid was here and now he's gone. What the fuck? And then the bus driver turns around, huffs, and goes, I don't get paid enough for this. End of movie. <laughs> not, a, not on my bus. <laughs> Should we talk end of the movie ratings? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we let's basically covered everything already. Brandon, oh, except the fact that system? Gil was supposed to be from Belgium. Oh, right. Yeah, oh, they yeah. said his cousin was Belgian. Right. Yeah, you know, whatever. Our rating well, you know, system, that's like... it's quite simple. Okay, it's quite simple. <laughs> it's a thumbs up in the air or it's a thumb down the floor. One means good, one means bad. Which one is which? <laughs> you tell me. Okay, um, well, if, I, if I do it wrong, I'm sorry, guys. It's only been 45 episodes. Thumbs up if you like it. Thumbs down if you don't. Uh, Ryan, what say you? I enjoyed watching this movie and I'm going to give it a thumbs up. Yeah. I don't know if I have to explain anymore. I mean, you know, obviously I was hooked by the baseball light, but it was funny. You know, I laughed out loud. Um, I mean, of course it was stupid. It was a, it was a decom, but they had some really hilarious lines in there. Like when uh, Will is showing Tui his yearbook and he's like, he smells like cabbage. Just <laughs> tons of good one-liners. You know, does it hurt being old? Um, you know, decent, decent lessons too. I mean, we learned some pretty good lessons. Um, yeah, thumbs up, thumbs up from me. It was funny. It's a funny movie. I like funny. Very. Cool. I'm a simple man. <laughs> I'll jump off of that one. I also give this movie a thumbs up. Uh, this was that, that it was a no brainer for me. I didn't even have to think about it. I was never on the fence. I, I enjoyed this movie all the way through. Uh, a- Andrew Lawrence is a good actor. Uh, all of the other characters are, are interesting. Um, the, the, the stakes are actually high, but never really feel high, which is, which is a, a mark of a good decom. Um, and I also laughed at many different moments. And as I already have said, this has the greatest scene in any decom that we have seen thus far. So, yes, watch this it. one is definitely a thumbs up for me. It's just a fun watch. Brennan. Oh, my God, you guys, it's a thumbs down. Oh. This movie was like pulling teeth. It. I found there were way too many montages, so obviously didn't they have enough material? They could have had more material if they introduced, like, the clone to the best friend. But instead, it was one guy acting with himself for, like, I don't know, 45 out of the 90 minutes of this movie. Um, I thought it was boring. I was distracted throughout most of it, so that's usually tells you something. Boo. Thumbs down. Oh, this represents maybe a seismic shift in our uh, rating system here. Yeah. And here I was trying to figure out what fun movie themed thumbs up award we were going to give this. You know, it would have been the Chief Caviar Award. Yeah, Chief Chief Caviar Caviar. Award would have been good. It'll Um, never be awarded, though. (laughs) Too bad. I'll I'll finish it out. Um, I'm going to echo what Brandon. And Ryan said, I'm giving it a thumbs up. Uh, Genuinely laughed out loud at the dance scene that we mentioned that you said, Brandon. Um, And and Ryan, you said you laughed out loud as well. Uh, That is amazing. And there's a a gif waiting to be made there of the Guy Fieri kid behind the huge boombox just bopping his head to the side. (laughs) That's that is good as gold. That's as that is just about as good as you're going to get in any of these movies. yeah, Andrew Lawrence is can hold the movie as two characters, um, and maybe that is the difference maker. Is that th- it didn't require two good actor, two good child actors. 
normally there you might get one in any of these movies but in this one you get you do get one but he's playing two characters so he's on screen more mm-hmm. which made it a little bit more bearable so yeah thumbs up wow well i think <laughs> this just goes back to what brandon said where guys never grow up and yep. this one's for the boys this one's for the this, boys this, uh, yes and there are a select number of decoms that are for the boys. This is this is probably one of them. Um, but then there are also plenty hey. of decoms for the girls. However, it's worth noting that I also like many of those. Listeners, if you are female or identify as such, let us know. Is this one for the boys or did Brennan just take over my role and is she the new Simon Cowell? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let us know. Disney Channel Tipsy Panel at gmail.com or call us because we love to hear from you. What's the number, Brandon? You know uh, it. 914-863-1613. Yep, baby. Yep. I, I got that one in the old memory banks now because I figured, well, I might as well know it. Yeah, I mean, there's another important 9-1 number that you should know also, but I won't say it. Uh, I don't know which one you're talking about. I'll have to look it up. 911 tipsy but, uh, panel yeah that's our show everybody thank you so much for listening uh if you have any thoughts about the other me uh comments that we didn't get to or if you just disagree with one or any of us on our rankings let us know uh we're on instagram at disney channel tipsy panel we're on twitter at tipsy panel we are on the email i didn't realize where i was going with that one sorry we have an email it's disney channel tipsy panel at gmail.com and we have a phone number it's 914-863-1613 give us a call leave us a message send us emojis we love to hear from you do we have any uh do we have any housekeeping any plugs anything that we gotta throw in here at the end if you made it this far thanks for listening yeah uh i would like to just say rest in peace to Robert Buck, the actor that played uh, Grandpa Mordecai. Aww. Oh, yeah. R.I.P., my buddy. Um, Bob Buck. This episode's dedicated to him. Also... It doesn't hurt <laughs> being old now. It's, it's not evergreen. It doesn't hurt anymore. It's not evergreen, <laughs> but the day that we are, co- are recording today is the one-year anniversary of the death of Cameron Boyce, who was also a DCOM star. Uh, he's the kid in the Descendants movies, um, and yeah, he passed away suddenly, so R.I.P. to him as well, Cameron Boyce. Whoa, Robert Buck was one of, it was in 10,000 Maniacs of mm fame? Wait, really? Or is, this a, or is this a different Robert Buck? Well, d- Mm-mm-mm was crash test dummies, right? Oh, maniacs, dummies. Who's the dummy now? <laughs> Me. I, I think this it's a, a different one because this, this is gotta be a different guy. <laughs> and I'm going to assume it's the like same guy. I'd like, to, band, right? I'd like to dedicate this one to the other Robert Buck of Ten Thousand Maniacs <laughs> of not fame, but they probably had a different song. Because that you the hear. night belongs to lovers. Thanks, Robert. I'm gonna like- go. I'm gonna go watch the episode of Sabrina Teenage Witch with guest stars Ten Thousand Maniacs. So that's our show, everybody. <gasps> oh yeah. Yeah, great episode. Tune in next time. We'll have another decom for you. Bye. Bye. Hey, where's that name come from? Ten Thousand Maniacs. Weird band name. Man, I really TV thought. Party tonight. I would confuse Ten Thousand Maniacs and tonight. Brandon. Oh wow! Yep. Uh, Guy Fieri kid makes an appearance in the last dance scene. He can really dance, by the way. <laughs>